Dynasty Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts, Tudrick and Swags, and host, Steve Halepka. What's up, everybody? It is opening night of the National Football League, and this is the Super Flexible Podcast. I am your host, Steve Halepka, joined tonight by my boy, Swags. What's going on, Swags? What's up? So hey, excited. Can you feel it? Oh, oh God, I get that. Yeah, like the tingles, like I get the goosebumps, like opening night. We got Packers and Bears on as we're recording right now. Yeah. Just awesome stuff, man. I mean, we had this all planned out. We were even talking last night about how it's going to be nice to have all three of us on for week one and getting into this. But unfortunately, as you all know, Florida has had some problems and so has Two Drink. Yeah. So unfortunately, Two Drink can't join us tonight. So much love to everyone who was born two out for Florida. For sure, yeah. Everyone who's been in- impacted by this hurricane, much love to all y'all, all y'all out there. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, Two Drink could not um, join us live on mic, but he is with us in spirit because we have studs ver- duds versus studs back again for our second year. Uh, we got some dynasty trades that Two Drink was able to pull, so he will be here in spirit with us as well tonight. Um, so before we get into some news and notes, uh, and then of course duds and studs, uh, Swags, where can the folks find you on Twitter? I am at DFF underscore swag. And I am at the real Holupka and at Superflex Trades. And then do not forget at Superflex Pod as well. Um, so let's get into some news and notes first. Ton of money being thrown around the NFL. Uh, let's start with Zeke, who finally got his extension. Uh, what the largest running back contract right now, the NFL ended up being what, six for 90? Six yeah. years, 90 million dollars so massive massive money jerry just making it rain out there signing zeke jalen smith just signed well collins yeah it it made zeke go from seeming like a knucklehead this whole time to one of the smartest running backs in the league i know right just being so young and then getting that six-year extension he's locked down for seven years with them is that right i mean seven years yep so yeah good for zeke it's really, I mean, a ton of money, ton of money for him. So, yeah, good for him. Obviously, Melvin Gordon's still holding out. Don't expect him to be back for week one. So, we're thinking about an Austin Eckler and, and uh, Justin Jackson split in L.A. Uh, Melvin Gordon was given the opportunity to go and seek a trade. Um, did you see that kind of booty offer that Philly offered? Yeah, uh, I was going to mention LA? that as well. Jordan Howard in a first or switch first or something like that. Just flip flip picks around or something. Yeah, it was like Jordan Howard and a, a mid-round swap of, of picks yeah, for yeah. Melvin Gordon. It was like crazy. Um, yeah, I just could not believe that he was entertained by LA. I would say they probably hung like as soon as they heard the pieces, just click. Right? Yeah, like, but they um, they would have a running back that would play for them today. That's that's a good point. That is a good point. But, they have somebody. I mean, but all, Eckler, Eckler, and Justin Jackson aren't bad, man. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, you got it. So I, I think they'll be more than able to fill in. Uh, I mean, this week's going to be tough against the Colts. I think the Colts have an underrated defense. But Did that uh, concern you at all for Miles Sanders, though? That like it, yeah. it definitely wasn't a boost of confidence that I didn't feel. You know, and obviously the team is looking to get better, and they tried to do it super cheap anyway. Obviously, I mean, if you're, that's all they're getting rid of, but even if they're kind of pursuing maybe the idea of somebody that that kind of a running back to put in front of Sanders, it's like, huh. Right. How much do yeah, they I mean, like the kid? I mean, it's how much they like him, but also I think Philly's in that win now mode. Yeah. So they can get that that one extra piece that could put them over the top instead of having to you know rely on a rookie basically to carry the load. 
why not do it right like yep. you get the one year rental of Melly, try to make a super bowl run and then he's gone after the year i'm almost surprised uh, that the chargers don't try to do something like that with melvin gordon is just see if they can give him a ton of money for two years because it seems like that's the window that they've wrapped themselves around with all of their pieces that they have mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think that they would want melvin gordon as well yeah, I mean, but it seems like they just, they just don't want to pay him. It's no. so weird at all. Like, they're just done with him. They, they've used him up, I guess, and now they're moving on to whatever back they'll probably draft in 2020. Because I'm going to think that in 2020, they're not going to bring Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson as their top two running backs, I would have to think. Yeah, they'd have to really prove themselves. Mm-hmm. But they have, they have the opportunity to do it now. Yep. So we'll see what happens. But, um, so let's talk about one of the other big extensions that happened, uh, and that's for Jared Goff. God, dude got paid. Good dude, for Jared Goff. I love it. So it was a four for 130 with, I think, 100 guaranteed. Yep. Um, so a massive, massive deal um, for Jared Goff. Sticking with, he'll be sticking with the Rams for another four years. Tyler Higby also got a little extension, contract extension as well at tight end. So keeping that core together. Um, in in uh, in LA for the next uh, foreseeable future there, um, so good to know he'll be with McVay for a long time coming. And you you can obviously feel a little bit better about your Jared Goff's shares, especially in Superflex if you invested. But I mean, how do you feel about Higby? I mean, the cheap guy, kind of the afterthought here. Yeah, like it's so weird. It, I don't want to say it's weird because that that team seems to play you know two drink 11. mentioned who yeah. gives a f i know right like they're gonna play so three he's wide here receivers. in spirit like he is like here in said. spirit if they've, they've, they're just oh there he is he's typing right now um they are um you know three three wide receivers what 95 percent of the time that's like, almost so just, weird that he started typing while i said that it's like he heard his name that's crazy. <laughs> um so yeah it's just I, I don't think it's a big deal like he's the lowest of the low tight end twos for me, maybe even lower than that. So mm-hmm. I, I just wouldn't expect anything big from him going well, forward. Let's step it up, and we're we're in a yeah. You have to start two tight ends. Oh god! In twelve teams, what would you pay for Tyler Higby? Twenty twenty third. Twenty twenty second. You have to. I would give you a third. I don't think he's worth any more than that. You've got, you've got two guys you feel okay about, but after that, you're like, oh man, these bye weeks are going to be rough. I feel like a 2020 second, I could find a tight end that I like a lot more with using, using that pick than giving up something huge for Higby. And I, and I could maybe even find, you know, some type of third, like Mercedes Lewis off the waiver wire who's playing with green bay now like i can do that yeah, huh. so but lewis over sternberger and jimmy graham most well, yeah i mean sternberger's on ir for for the next little bit so he, he won't be playing for a little while um I, i'm just saying for this year like i could fig- mm-hmm. figure out that one year that one piece um but no, i mean jimmy graham caught a touchdown i think i'd right. give you a third for higby I, yeah, I do a third. Nothing I, but that. I think I'm with you. I don't know if I'd, I might even want to just try to dive into the draft next year with my second, <laughs> even though I know this was a heavier tight end class, but yeah, probably can't pay you a lot. I'd give you a third though. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the, that's the course of action I would take for Tyler. Maybe if I needed it in a two, two tight end league only, yeah. only in that, I believe. Um, so Swags, can you now talk about uh, your friend, Antonio Brown? Mr. Antonio Brown. Yeah, so uh, some crazy stuff going on. 
over the last couple of days at Raiders camp. Um, so Antonio Brown apparently cursed out Mike Mayock for giving him a fine. Yeah, and, kicked and the ball. <laughs> kicked the ball, and now Mayock, the Raiders are going to suspend Antonio Brown from the team and maybe are going to try to avoid his contract. Yeah, good for them. Like, unbelievable, dude. I know you said, like, we told you so, but, I mean, God, like, crazy, man. Yeah, it's just been a downwards, downward spiral. Downwards, mm-hmm. downwards. Yep. I'm just going to start saying three words for everything, and we'll circle the right one. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely been just downward spiral for Antonio Brown. Yeah, it's been crazy. I, it's and I think someone, one of the, one, a former player, I forget who it was. I think Ryan Leaf actually tweeted this that Antonio Brown seems like he doesn't want to play football anymore. Like he's done. Like he doesn't care anymore. You know, it, I didn't see that, but it, it does kind of seem that way. And like he's. His head's maybe trying to be in it, but his heart is not. And he's mm-hmm. just kind of struggling. It seems like he's struggling with something. Um, it almost seems like the the attitude I, I see in Antonio Brown is almost like he feels disrespected or like people don't know who he is or something. And he's trying to prove something when he never really had to until now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it seems like he just has a chip on his shoulder he didn't need to have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't know. It's just crazy. And then to think that the things he does, like, okay, cool, you're back. But, I mean, most players, when they do these things, they understand those those fines are coming. They, they're not getting paid for the time they didn't play. Just like if you don't go to work, you don't get paid for the time you don't go to work. You know, so, I mean – you get your vacations or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're not showing up for work. You're not getting paid. You right. probably yeah. wouldn't even have a job after a while. I mean, exactly. holy cow! Yeah. you know, there's not too many unions even that's going to protect us normal people from this. Right. Exactly. So, you're not showing up, man. You're screwed. <laughs> so to get that kind of like a temper and attitude because of something he should have foreseen anyway, I, I don't know. It just, I don't know, man. I don't try to like make, light of like the situation and Antonio Brown's real issues and real human stuff. Cause I think we all go through times mm-hmm. in our lives when we're not quite ourselves, um, not to this extent necessarily, but to where you may be feeling down, you may be more angry. You may be, I don't know, whatever it may be. Like, I think we all go through times like this and we felt them before. Maybe you couldn't see it as much as we see in Antonio Brown. We're also not in the like public spotlight every day. But there's obviously something that he's feeling that's not right or something that he's perceiving wrong in the world, and he's made that his reality. Right, right. It's it's just so brutal um, to see what has happened to, you know, the best receiver in the NFL over the last, what, four years, right? Yeah. And now he potentially might not be playing. There's the potential where he may just be you know, out of football soon. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you mentioned the the last four years, but I mean, even if you just look at how it's gone since week 16 or whatever, you know what I mean? When that started Mm -hmm. with Roethlisberger last year, I mean, even since then, it's like, holy cow, like it happened quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't remember a downward spiral this quick from best best at your position in the world to potentially add the league. I mean, I seen uh, somebody sold Antonio Brown for two twenty twenty seconds, and I said, wow. "Good work." Right at this point, yeah, because <laughs> you you don't know what you're going to get. Like you don't know if he's going to play another down. And in that case, you take whatever you can get. If yeah, you, if you think he might be gone, right? So, yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. Um, 
So let, let's turn from kind of news in the past and, and talk about week one a little bit. So wanted to talk and, and kind of see what you're looking forward to in week one, not just obviously the games. We're all going to love to sit and watch games and drink beer and, you know, have some Buffalo wings, but like from a NFL point of view, like what are you excited to see? What are you excited to be, you know, un- unveiled to us for the first time in, in, in real downs where, where it matters? Um, I, I'm really excited to see what the Ravens do with Mark Ingram and Justice Hill, to be completely honest. I want to see how that split works. What's Lamar Jackson going to be doing? Is he going to be throwing it a little bit more this year? How many times is he going to rush the ball? Like I'm really, I want to see what's going to happen in that backfield and including Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, the Ravens. I'm actually pretty excited to see what happens with the Ravens. As crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. I know their offensive coordinator came out today, today to say Mark Ingram is the starter, but you know we're going to go with the hot hand, which I know some people are worried about. Um, but that's why I know you, you invest in you know backfields. You invested in Justice Hill, right? I mean, yeah. hell, Gus, Gus Edwards might even have a role this week. Like, who knows? But they're going to run the ball so damn much that you know I think everyone will get a piece of the pie for sure in Baltimore. Um, should be really interesting, and we'll, and we'll get to Lamar Jackson a little bit later because I think. Uh, in our does versus stud segment, we have a little bit to say about that. Um, so I think one thing I'm looking forward to, and I'm actually going to stick in the AFC North on this one is to kind of, is to see how Pittsburgh's offense comes out against, you know, obviously the Patriots going to be a big test week one to see how they really replace Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Obviously they didn't have Bell last year. AB didn't play week 17. Just, just to kind of see how if Juju and James Conner can really, you know, fulfill and be the, become the new superstars that the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for, really take over those roles. So I'll be really excited to see what happens there. I think Ben's going to be great. I think they have, you know, definitely some good talent around them still um, with Dante Moncrief and James Washington. They've got a pass catching back and Samuels. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Pittsburgh and, and see if they can, you know, continue that path forward and maybe get a one more Super Bowl for Ben before he retires. Um, anything else, kind of in, on a macro level, that you're looking forward to seeing? Um, no. I've got one more. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, I, I think the Cardinals' offense, just to kind of see what that is. Like, are yeah, they really going to be revo- revolutionary? Are they going to play? How fast are they going to play? Like, are we going to get? You know the Chip Kelly 2.0 version of speed in terms of offensive play calling. Like, yeah, are we gonna see and then that if you do, or? how well does the team handle it? How well does the defense handle it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Do they tire out against the team in, in Detroit, who we think is just going to pound the rock um, and just try to beat down that Cardinals front, who's which is not very good. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see what happens there in that Detroit Arizona game because it's a very contrasting styles. Um, between you know the plotting Detroit Lions versus the up tempo, air it out, spread them out, uh, Arizona Cardinals potentially. So I'm kind of, kind of excited to see that. Yeah. Um, so before we go into duds versus studs and maybe some bold predict- predictions for 2019, let's hear about bestfantasyfootball.com. Bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Join a 12-team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to $999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. Best Fantasy Football League.com. <clears throat> the best fantasy football leagues on the net. 
Yeah, bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Super cool stuff. Obviously, tons of different league types. I love the deep format there. Starting through running backs for receivers. I think it's really kind of cool to you know, think about not just a shallow part of your league structure and, and building the top, you know, best top of your roster, but also trying to build up, you know, the completeness of your roster to make it a really competitive starting lineup each week. So really cool stuff there. Um, so let's talk swags. Let's just go right to duds and studs. I want to have two drink on for bowl predictions. I, I know he's going to be super bowl with these. So let's go on, and we'll save that for next week. Okay. Let's do, but yeah. just, this is the closest I thought we could get to having him here. It, it really is. So I'm going to do one. And yep. if you you don't have to, but I'm going to do one. But here's That's my fine. bold prediction to dig it, to drink. But I mean it sincerely. Put it on the board. McCole Hardman over Sammy Watkins, 2019. Ooh, I like it. I lo- like it a lot. We I love like you too, drink. We do. You're here. So you just think Watkins is going to be healthy, basically, right? Again. Yeah. And this is assuming a healthy team. Okay. So just straight up, he's a better, ends up being a better player. I like him, man. I think he's just going to fit the offense better. I think that it's going to be so nice for Mahomes' arm to have those two guys being Tyreek Hill and Mahomes, or not, Mahomes, excuse me, um, <laughs> McCall Hardman, yeah. sprinting down the field. Like a couple big plays for these guys. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be pretty nice. I think those are the wide receivers you want to own in that offense. So like crazy. It, like, I was so late to the Hardman party, but I'm here. My apologies. I like it. I like it. So I need to actually pull up a couple of mine because I had – I was going through this. One of my buddies and I, we do bowl predictions every year. Um, so we had we had a list going. Um, for 2019, I know from a redraft perspective, I think this would end up being bold because of his draft capital right now in redraft. But I think in the dynasty community – um, we kind of expect this, but I had Darius Geis as a top 15 running back, regardless of format. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I think obviously this is the next step in Geis. He's back. He's going to start. He's going to be you know, the focal point of that. Yeah, I like that, Steve. Redskins offense. Let's yeah. stick there for a quick, quick second then yeah. before we go into duds versus studs. So yeah. um, we talked about this the other day, two drink and I just kind of randomly. So mm-hmm. how are you feeling week one? Do you want to wait or are you, you throwing him out there? I, was, I mean, obviously, it depends on your roster, right? Philly's defensive front is dirty. They're so good. Um, I think, you know, I think he's a flex option this week. I wouldn't want to have him being one of my top two starting running backs if I can avoid it, um, just because I don't have faith in that Washington front starting Donald Penn off the street, uh, who's 36 years old, uh, and Eric Flowers, who, as a Giants fan, I, I just cringed every time he was out there playing tackle. They moved him to guard, but at the same time, like it's not going to be pretty um, for Washington this week. So uh, I do think. Go ahead. Yep. Week one, Duke Johnson or Geis? Duke Johnson. Marlon Mack or Geis? I'll take Geis over Marlon Mack. Oh, interesting. Yep. Is that because if Luck was playing, would you be back to Mack on that? Or yeah, if 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 my Luck was playing, I would be. I just think they crowd the box. They hope Brissett beats them. Uh, I know the offensive line's awesome, right? I mean, the Colts' offensive line was spectacular last year, and I think there'll be holes because, let's be honest, the Chargers can't stop the run to save their life. Um, but I, I just think Geis has that ability to break one long run, like we saw AP do last year, right, against mm-hmm. the Eagles. I mean, he it was like a 90-yard run um, that he broke and didn't top 100 yards of the game, but like that's in Geis' realm of, of possibility. I don't think that's in Marlon Mack's realm of possibility this week. Miles so, Sanders or Geis? Uh, guys, Derek I think Henry. Sanders. 
Um, that's a, that's a good one. I'll take guys just barely. I just think I don't like Tennessee's offensive line without Luan playing in Cleveland. I think they get shellacked and maybe score about 10 points this game. And last one, Chris Carson. Chris Carson, I'll take. Yeah, I'll I, take Chris I think Carson, I agree no with you on actually. most of those, but I think maybe Mac I might actually throw in, and I thought you were our Mac guy, to be honest with you. I actually don't like Marlon Mack at all. <laughs> so... That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I have one league where I have Geis in because of my options that I I, I will probably actually have to have him in. But really, uh-huh. I kind of want to wait and see. But I I like Geis. I'm not worried like career wise at this point. But kind of just want to wait and see how they everything happens. And like you said, the offensive line and everything. AP's still there. So uh-huh. yeah, he is. But the, the word is he might actually uh, be inactive for the game. Oh, which I didn't would be a really. That. Yeah, which which would be a really interesting surprise, right? If AP became inactive and it's just basically the Geis and Chris Thompson show, yeah, that could be really cool. Yeah, uh, and we really get to see you know the unleashed version of Darius Geis, which would be pretty awesome. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, so let's let's do dud versus studs. Obviously, you know our, our awesome game last year. So for those who are new listeners, we'll talk about how the game works. So we are going to each take a lower owned quarterback according to Yahoo ownership percentage. Uh, and and say they will have more fantasy points than a higher owned quarterback. Uh, in terms of point scoring, we get the points in terms of the difference between the uh, percentage ownership of the lower guy versus the higher guy if the lower guy outscores. So we'll, we'll talk about it and you'll, you'll start to figure it out as we go. Um, if that explanation was a little bit convoluted. So I know I'm uh, looking at it now, like just because of how we the rules, like I. I I could stand the easiest chance to lose. Uh, possibly, but I think you actually have a pretty good one, though. I think I think yours is actually looking pretty good. Um, so first one, we'll, we'll go through two drinks real quick. Um, so he took Nick Foles, um, who's playing Kansas City, uh, over Tom Brady. So Nick Foles is only 18% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Tom Brady is 87% owned. So he's saying Nick Foles is going to outscore Tom Brady, and he's got a big, massive margin there. Uh, was that sixty nine? A very nice sixty nine points potentially for for Foles yeah. uh, outscoring Tom Brady. So yeah, that's I think it's a good one. I think there's a potential shootout uh, in that Kansas City Jacksonville game. And I Nick feel Foles like he did that on purpose. Now that you say it, it's such a two drink thing to do. Yeah, I know. it really is. It really is. But it's all good. It's all good. We'll we'll roll with it. I'm up for it. Um, but yeah, I, I like the call. I think that Jacksonville Kansas City game could be a shootout. Um, and I also think that Brady might not just be so sharp first week one against Pittsburgh and, and their improving defense. Yeah, I love it. And I'm not even the Nick Foles guy here, but I mean, last year, I mean, to keep up with Kansas City, you're going to have to air it out, first of all. Mm-hmm. And Foles is an upgrade to that team. Brady wasn't that awesome last year. I mean, he's he's a team quarterback, you know, he's a going to do what the Patriots need to win the game, but he wasn't that great for fantasy last year. I don't expect him to be that much better this year. Yeah, I think Tudrink might have a ringer here. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yep. Uh, so, Swags, go with your, 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 uh, your selection next Jesus game. So, I went with Josh Allen at 33% yeah. ownership against the Jets. And like he will be going up against the highly owned Kyler Murray at 92% against my Detroit Lions. 
Um, I, I think Josh Allen's obviously the more experienced guy here. He's he's got some weapons on his team we don't talk about a lot, like we would a team like Arizona. But the guy's got some weapons that I think he can utilize. He's got the wheels, um, and he's playing the Jets, who have no secondary. Yeah, and then I think Detroit's got a better defense this year. I think that team's going to come out ready to play too, and they they know they're going up against the rookie quarterback that they're going to have to welcome to the NFL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Preseason like wasn't as welcome. This is it. Right? I and mean, he was already complaining in preseason about, you know, they're bringing the house on me. If you saw that Hard Knocks episode, yeah, he, uh, he was chatting with AB, and he was like, why are they bringing the house on me? And AB was like, well, that's what they're going to do to you. <laughs> get ready <for> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, get, get ready, Kyler Murray, because Detroit and Matt Patricia are going to throw a whole bunch of shit at you yep. uh, and make you make you have to think on the field. So, um, I, I like that one, too. I think Josh Allen's got massive upside this week against the Jets. I like that one. Yeah, I like yours a lot too. Yeah, so I am uh, I'm sticking close to home for you, Swag. So I'm taking Matt Stafford at 25% playing that that same Arizona Cardinals team. I'm a little worried they just ground and pound him to death, but I, I do think there's a couple big plays to Marvin and Kenny Galladay in there sprinkled in throughout. Uh, and I'm taking him over Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's 92% owned against Miami. I, I think Baltimore dominates this game. I think there's a chance, good chance for a pick six against Fitzmagic, uh, and a ton of running here from ingram from justice hill from gus edwards even yeah i don't think lamar has to really put on a superman cape and do a whole lot for baltimore to dominate this game and be happy you know be up 16 to 3 going to the third quarter and just you know sit on the ball like there's yeah, no I mean, reason to go crazy. and this is practically marquise brown's preseason at this point as mm-hmm. far as like snaps go so i don't expect a lot from marquise brown I'm ex- like i said earlier i'm excited to see what happens there but um Shane Ranella mentioned earlier, like, just don't get your panties in a bunch, wink one, like, hold tight on your rookies if you believed in them before and it doesn't all come together this week. I mean, there's a reason, and and not even only rookies, but give it all some time, you know, like, don't sell out quick, you know, be looking to buy low maybe, but just kind of stay calm in the course and go out and buy Marquise Brown. Yeah. I got Marquise Brown for a 2022nd. What do you think about wow. that? I like the deal. I mean, I, I like that. I think he's definitely got the potential to be the, the number one there. Um, like you said, it's going to be a slow start for him. He's going to have to work his way in. Um, I, I think people are underestimating the potential of Lamar Jackson to be a good passer. Uh, Cause if that happens, then all bets are off. Right. And then, then Marquise Brown could be a superstar. In yeah. This league. Well, and I think um, Marquise so they, Brown's the guy that can go out and get it if Lamar Jackson can just get it down the field. I think I think Boykin can too. I think they both can, which is which is great for Jackson overall. Um, I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know if Miles Boykin is quite as elusive. I think he can stretch agreed. the field, and but I think Marquise Brown can do a lot of things once he has the ball in his hands, and that's yeah. I'm excited to see if it all happens, man. Like I have a few shares now of Marquise Brown with my rookie fever love, but yeah, I'm a little like worried. It. You know, I know the size and everything's an issue, but if it all comes together, like you said, I don't know. It could be fun. could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, he can be Deshaun or like Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah, like, and that's what that you team. want. Like you're looking right? for that next Tyreek Hill or Juju. I know Juju's a little bigger, but you know what I mean? You're looking for that next like big thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps us so excited. It's like that. It's like when you like do you golf, Steve, or have you? Uh, 
I, I haven't golfed in a while, but yeah. Like, what's you hit that nice, beautiful drive that one, cause I wasn't a good golfer, but every now and then you hit the money shot that you're just like, Oh my gosh. And it just feels so perfect. And that's what keeps you coming back kind of. And, and I kind of look at it the same, like when you hit those shots and then you're always looking for the next guy. Cause maybe you even saw Steve hit the shot with Godwin or something when he, and, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like, but you always know that there's something that's going to happen that wasn't expected. You look at where Tyreek Hill was drafted in those mm-hmm. rookie drafts for us in fantasy football. And, one of the best deals ever, him and George right. Kittle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you look, take a look back. It's always fun to look, take a look back. And I think, I don't know if Ryan McDowell did this on Twitter or not, um, but he was looking at like best picks in the first round of, the, of each pick over the last like uh, uh, four or five years. And it's really interesting to see the names there of like uh, best and worst from like 1.04 of a, over the last, you know, X number of years. Um, really, really interesting. Um so before we get into our Superflex trade segment, let's hear from the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Oh, yeah. One of the best things we do, I say it every week because it's true. Over 30 people have real NFL jobs because they've gone through this curriculum Scouting Academy is badass. Uh, so let's go now into our Superflex trade segment. First one from at Pierce TW5, a 10 team full PPR, two tight end Superflex league. He has a team that lost Andrew Luck. I can feel your pain there. I lost Andrew Luck a lot of places. Uh, so he needs a quarterback now. Uh, the trade is Mike Evans or Josh Allen and Aaron Jones. Swags, what side are you taking on this one? Well, first of all, sorry, man, your situation sucks. Like, I feel your pain. But, oh, yeah. but man, I I want the Mike Evans side. <sighs> I know. Evans is. It's, he's, and he's it's so Aaron nice. Jones for me that's killing the other side. That could be a few running backs that were maybe similar value in that range for me that I might, I'd pull the trigger on it. But Aaron Jones is not the guy. And I like Josh Allen a lot. I do. All right, so let's then switch instead of Aaron Jones. Um, let me think of a name that's somewhere around there. Uh, Marlon Mack, or are you not in a Marlon No, Mack? I don't like him that much. Okay. I just like him more than Geis week one. Okay. Um, well, Geis, you, Geis, you would do pull the trigger then, right? Yeah, for sure. I do like a Geis carry-on. I don't know okay. if, what you think about those guys. If they're, Is that too much? or I think carry carry on right now. I think is borderline too much. What about for like a Miles Sanders? Not Monty, because I know you do it for Monty. I might do it for Miles Sanders. I, I mean, I think okay. Mike Evans though. I mean, is a stud wide receiver, and I mean, if you're looking at this like startup value, you're probably getting Mike Evans the bottom of second that round. first or the early second. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you're still even in a super flex league, you're getting Josh Allen like probably the seventh, eighth round in ten mm-hmm. teams. And mm-hmm. Aaron Jones probably fifth. Like, there's no way I'm trading my second round for like a fifth and seventh rounder. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I, I like the rationale there. That being said, I still took the Josh, the Josh Allen side. Uh, if I need a quarterback in Superflex, if I, if I, let's say I only rostered three quarterbacks and I'm down to two of them right now, I, I need that extra quarterback on my roster. So um, for me, I'm, I'm cool with getting Josh Allen. I, you're right. I would much rather get a Miles Sanders or another running back than Aaron Jones. But if, if I'm this desperate, um, I think I would do it. Um, but yeah, it's close. It really is close. And you know, I'm not a big Mike Evans guy either. So I, I'd be open to, to giving him away, but, um, yeah, I, I, I take the Allen side. Um, so right yeah. now, yeah, and it's, I get it's it, close dude. I get it. It's close. Yeah. Um, especially if you're, if you're hurting for a quarterback. Did you, do we have results this week? Or? We do. No, I've we got do. all the results, man. Two drink was good. He sent me all the trades. Um, so 103 votes. There's about 12 hours left. Uh, right now, Mike Evans is winning uh, 55, uh, 45. Okay. So real close. Pretty to close. Yeah. yeah. Real close right now. He's in a rough situation too. Special circumstances for sure. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so the next one from at Dynasty FF Addict, uh, frequenter of our Superflex trade segment, uh, 12 team full PPR Superflex Empire League, which is super cool, super cool format. Just so we can talk about that really quick. So there are two different pots um, that you're playing for in an Empire League. One is the yearly pot. The second is if is the Empire pot, which if you do get a, um, if you do, do win the league two years in a row, you get that second pot of money uh, or whatever tiddly wings if we're not condoning gambling on this site or on this podcast. Um, and then the league kind of reboots once yeah. that Empire um winner has been chosen so um it's really kind of a cool concept i, I recommend people checking it out if you're looking if you're looking into you know another kind of wrinkle for dynasty um so this one is sterling shepherd in a 2020 first and 2020 second or tyler lockett and paris campbell um so i thought this was an interesting one obviously you know a higher end receiver here in lockett with um a rookie whose value i think probably took a dip after luck went down um, and then Sterling Shepard, who for the time being is the number one in New York. Uh, and then you got, got that 2021st. This is so nice. Yeah. So nice. Um, I think I want the first side, but then you, d- you do take the risk in having assets that you never use because it's the Empire League. And if the league does, doesn't dissolve, I was going to say dissolves, but it has to reboot and you do a total redraft, like you are losing those assets. Mm-hmm. You will um, lose those assets for sure. Yeah. And that's uh, one thing I've always like not really loved about Empire Leagues, but that's the reality of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but still the same. I think I want the Sterling Shepard size. The the chances of a team repeating aren't that high. It does happen. It could happen. It's fun if it does, kind of. But um and for the whole league, I mean even like it's kind of fun to see that happen. It doesn't happen much. Right. It's it sucks right. if it's not you, but Right. Um, but I think I want that 2021st side and I'm just going to hope that I get the picks. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the hope here. The only thing is you're going to be making that other side pretty nice. Adding Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett has a monster year this year. Yeah. To be honest. Um, and he's kind of your boy too. So I'm kind of surprised you went that side. Yeah. Sure I, I like Lockett. I, I'm, I still like him, but they have Metcalf now. He, he will play supposedly DK Metcalf this weekend. Apparently, I mean, a, a big part of me like liking Tyler Lockett was kind of crapping on Baldwin too, and seeing like that downfall happen a little bit, and then and then that kind of happened a little quicker than we even thought, and Tyler Lockett came out. But I mean, they did add Metcalf. Like Lockett, good last year, wasn't really with Baldwin. Mm-hmm. 
So they did add a wide receiver to that mix, even if he is a rookie getting used to the system. They added a high-drafted wide receiver to the team, you know, and that will take away from Lockett. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely agree there. So, yeah, I think I'm with you on that, the Shepard side. I like the Shepard side. I'm hopeful I get the pick. Um, I think Paris Campbell's value is probably that 20-22nd right now, maybe a little bit lower than that just because of, you know, the lack of upside potential. Um, mm-hmm. going forward. So I, I think that's ample value there. Um, and God, you just hope that 2021st is a, you know, ends up being maybe a mid 2021st after you've given up, you know, lock it to that other team. Um, so this had 290 votes. It, it was final. Uh, so this, the shepherd side actually came out ahead 5743. Okay. These no, are all pretty four. close so far. He's been close. He's definitely been close. Um, so the next one from at John Erickson 107, uh, interesting format here. So we've got um, Lamar Jackson, uh, sorry, 12 team. It's a best ball league, super flex, 0.25 per carry, full PPR, and then tight ends get 1.5 points per reception. Um, he already has Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones, and Jared Stedham at quarterback. So the deal is, Lamar Jackson and Dallas Goddard, who I know you love, or Chris Godwin and David Njoku. Um, I mean, man, you you have to take that Lamar Jackson side, in my opinion. Yeah. And just because right. of the quarterback. I mean, I think whether we like it or not at the end of the year, I know that's not here yet, but I think Goddard and Njoku will be a lot closer than we think. They're almost equals. Um, and I said startup value is a real thing, and I do believe that. So Goddard is obviously the less valuable guy, but I don't think by much when you're just talking tight end ranks. And then Lamar Jackson, much over Chris Godwin in Superflex for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the interesting point is the 0.25 per carry also, which Jackson will rack up. Yeah. Those are even extra Good points point. there too. Yep. So there's some extra points too on the Lamar side. Even though you've got a ton of quarterback depth, you've got like seven quarterbacks on your roster. I still think you can get a little bit more. Uh, so I agree with you. I'll take Lamar Jackson side. Um, I think it's, I don't want to say it's not close. I think you can get a, a little bit better caliber receiver than, than Chris Godwin, even though I, lo- I do love Chris Godwin. Um, so uh, yeah, I would take the Lamar side as well on that one. Um, so the poll result, results so far, only 79 votes so far. So a long way to go. A couple days left. Um, the Godwin side's actually ahead. 54, 46. Oh, wow. close the close one um kind of so surprise yeah i am too especially with the 0.25 per carry and it being a best ball league which we know lamar jackson can have some crazy best ball weeks like this just, next trade's been driving me crazy the entire show this is this is a good one um from at sarcasta balzer um i hope i didn't butcher that too badly uh so just 12 teams super flex josh rosen or a 2020 second this is a fun one um I'm going to hope that Rosen's good. I'm going to take Rosen. Yeah, I'm absolutely taking Rosen. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd be so disappointed to see this trade happen in my league. Like, you'd be like, good deal, but you're just kind of like, wow, I guess I should have gone after Rosen. Right? I know. I know. I mean, I, it's just, Miami has to see what they have with him this year at some point. Yep. Fitz, maybe, maybe he'll play four or five games. He might do a little bit here and there, but I mean, it's. Yep. it's this not is overblown good. off Fitzpatrick being named the week one starter. Right, right. This is going to, this is going to be switch, switching very quickly 
once the Dolphins start like 0 and 6. Yep. I hate to say it to drink, but they're going to start like 0 and 6. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't see it being Fitzpatrick's team for too long. So, um, yeah, I, I think Rosen will be worth it and, and will end up being the starter at some point and a little bit later this year. Um, so, super early in the poll, only a few votes here, but Josh Rosen, two third, uh, 67%, 2020, second, 33%. So, looks like we're definitely moving that way. Uh, to Rosen, which I'm very happy about to see him getting some love. Um, yeah, man. So uh, definitely load up on those quarterbacks when you can, uh, especially ones with that upside potential like a Rosen uh, going forward. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, man. So before we head out, uh, give the people your Twitter handle one more time in case they don't know what it is. I am at DFF underscore swag. And awesome. keep keep those trades coming. We love the Please listener do. interaction if we can get it. Like tag any of us, any of the Anything, we'll get him on yes. here. Tag us, all of us. Uh, I am at the real Holupkin at Superflex Trades. Please tag tag the trade account. Tag at FL Two Drink Minimum as well, and also at Superflex Pod. We like like to interact with all y'all out there. So, thank you for thanks for listening. Um, I feel like we were too with- nice to him. Is that just because of the hurricane? Or I think so. I mean, he deserves a little bit of a break. He was telling us earlier, like he's got some water stuff going on. I'm like, you know what? We'll let Who Two Drink doesn't. Do- that's true. It's a good point, but uh, I, I yeah. feel like if you were secret agent Steve, that he should be something. We need to give him a nickname. A nickname. Uh, we'll think about it for next show. We'll come up with a like Starman Norman. Starman. <laughs> I would love that. Next time he's on the air with us, we will have that nickname for him, Starman Norman. I love it. I love it. Well. Everyone, enjoy week one. Football is finally back. It's super exciting. I'm going to get watching the rest of this Packer Bear game, and, and, and we are out. We've got a two, two minimum pour out for our boy Storm and Norman. That's right. right. Steve. Yeah. Will, what do you think? McCole Hardman or Sammy Watkins? I think Hardman outscores him barely because Sammy has some type of dumb like calf injury like week four yeah there's something with that foot again what about a yeah. week weekly uh, I think points per game I think Sammy might get him just because he's going to have more playing time early we'll have to see yeah, yeah it'll be fun though it's going it's to be a good one and that offense is just so much fun even though they've got like 38 running backs now that we all hate how do you feel about Hunter Renfro Hunter Renfro. He, he'll he'll catch like seventy five balls for like seven hundred eighty yards this year. Ooh, I love that. It's almost too late to go get him now. Did you notice already? It is. Oh. It is. The price just went sky high. <laughs>